Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Mikey's back in the studio, good to see you as always mate. Just in between trips mate, in yeah. between flights. What a guy, a bit of Justin Bieber, so where have you been? Um, did Queenstown last week, did some pretty cool stuff down there, flew a helicopter up a mountain, did some snowmobiling, Wow. went in some race cars, some jet boating. Did you win the driving, the uh, race cars? Oh, it's more of just like a time thing, but yeah, was, I'm pretty much Michael Schumacher, so. <laughs> Mikey Verstappen. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, <clears throat> just flew back last night from Cary Cliffs Golf Club, went and stayed at there, Gucci has place up there. What was that like? Unreal, man. It, it, it is a different experience, eh? Yeah. Rich people things are, are different. Yeah. Um, like we drove in there and... You get out at the at the big clubhouse thing, and um, I got out in a lion red hoodie and some DC shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's two people there, and they're calling you sir and Mr. Smith and stuff. And I go to get my clubs out of the back, my golf clubs. And no, no, don't, no, we'll, we'll take care of that. It's the last time I ever saw them. Like, I turn up the next morning on the tee, you know, and they're on the tee all clean and shit. Wow. Yeah. Um, just next level service, eh? Like, it was really hard for me to get used to not getting my own glass of water. Yeah. Because you're meant to ask for it, you know? So, um, I don't know. It's an interesting experience. Yeah. I don't even know if it's for me, really, but it was funny because I turn up and, like, pretty rough looking, and then we go to this dinner and stuff, and we watch the ABs in this lounge and this with a big fireplace and everything, and, um, you know, I'm in a, in a nice black T-shirt and some shorts and some DCs at dinner, and then the next morning we get up and one of my mates who was staying in one of the other sort of... I don't know, house things that they give you. So that there was rules and you're meant to have, you know, long pants and a suit jacket and everything and fuck here's me rocking around rough ass. So. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, the true Mikey style. Yeah, the, the the rich life is something I'm I'm yet to learn, eh? But it was quite, a, it was cool experience. So. Yeah. And then you're back in the city for the for the afternoon and then where you go next? Yeah, a bit of work this morning in here to record this and then tonight I fly out to Singapore for the Formula One. Wow. How good. So, yeah, brand, br- get on one of those brand new planes, eh, which would be cool. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Probably won't be after about an hour of the flight, but. <laughs> yeah, you're antsy. Yeah, so it's a, it's a night flight, so I'll try and do a bit of sleeping, but it's, you know, these flights have Wi-Fi and everything on them now, so I can just keep, on. keep moving, yeah. Are you, have you been to Singapore before? No, but it looks fucking expensive when I look at the currency conversion. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. lost about 20% of our dollar against the Singapore dollar this year. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, so this trip's gotten more and more expensive. Yeah, so it's got, yeah, it's 20% more expensive than when I booked the flights. <laughs> yeah. Well, this podcast is clearly about travelling, and this comes off of the back of somebody asking uh, if we could do a podcast about travelling. Now, I didn't do the classic Kiwi OE thing, the Neither. school, uni, go overseas, or even just school overseas. So I, I don't have a huge insight into it. I've had a lot of friends that have done it. Um, and I do, I remember listening to something and someone said, if people haven't travelled, like I don't, I won't even engage with them because they won't have a broader lens on the world, which I thought was really interesting. I've been overseas a number of times, but not like lived overseas and worked overseas, but I've done, you know, Australia, America, Mexico, Rio, um, as a bit of a tour and... Yeah, your Fijis, etc. I can't even really remember where else. But what I do like about travelling is 
it opens your eyes to how it gets you out of your norm or your current environment and puts you in a completely different view, I think, of the world and just where you are. Yeah, man. Even just being at Cary Cliffs yesterday and talking to the general manager there and he was like, we're about to have our bookings-wise, we're the biggest December and January in terms of a month in history of it being there. Yeah. And I was like, wow, they're, they're not having a recession. No. You know, they're fucking ripping. Yeah. And um, that's my favourite part probably about travelling is seeing like when I was in Queenstown, I felt so sorry for them. Complete opposite. Um, I was at, you know, cafes that had queues down the road of people waiting to get in and the tables were half empty because they didn't have enough staff. Shit. To, so they were, were only opening up half the cafe, you know. Like, I felt so sorry for them. I've never seen so many staff wanted signs. Yeah. Um. It just shows how much of the Queenstown population and like the hospitality sort of employment down there was international people and COVID just completely fucked it. Yeah. And they've all all left, you know. So I like seeing different parts of and things like that with travel. Um, I've taken some of your advice. Like I've got the Corrie Lounge now. I fucking book my parking like on the front, whatever. I just drive up to the closest park to the terminal, tap my card and – so it's nice. I get home in like 10, 15 minutes once I land. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, good. Yeah, massive difference. And and I think I'm looking forward to Singapore um, just to go and see what a real economy works like, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they're re- really cool history, Singapore. Um, you know, they, they've they basically become one of, per capita, one of the wealthiest nations in the world over the last 60 years. So yeah. I've stopped by, I think, I've in transit in the airport for a couple of hours, but now I'm going to get feet on the ground, and it'll have a cool vibe because there's going to be a couple of hundred thousand people extra there for the Formula One, so... Yeah, that'll be hissing. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think some people are real, they love their travel, and they, um, you know, they, they either look forward to it every year, or they couldn't wait to finish school and uni and, and get on the road and stuff, and I'm, I think it's one of those, like, if you've got the itch, then you should scratch it to see, mm. you know, what it does for you. It's just always been out of my price range. Yeah. I was pretty lucky when I was probably, I think I was around like 15 or so, and my parents took me on a few trips, you know, which was cool. They they took us on a family trip for like eight weeks to, we did Croatia and Italy and stuff like that. That was really cool, and we've got some family friends in England that we visited. So I did that, but I definitely have a different, uh, it's different when you're 15, right? Like, mm. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was going on a trip with mum and dad and yeah. seeing the Coliseum, like, wow, that's big. <laughs> pretty big. Um <clears throat> But yeah, now I'm I'm going to have a different view, and it was just always out of my price range, really. Like I've never been like, oh, this is a good way to spend ten grand. Yeah. Um. So it was never really a thing that I've considered, but now I can do it a bit more than I'm I'm going to. It's um it's interesting now that we can travel again. I feel like flights are so expensive. Like when I've been looking for last week, we were looking at going to the Gold Coast for some work, uh, or even to where else were we looking? Maybe like. Brisbane, so Brisbane or Gold Coast, and like it's like thousand dollars one way for some of the tickets, and oh, you got to go through Sydney, or you know, you got to fly it this time. And then I had a mate who offered to me to go to Bali, and he was going to pay for it. And I've only really got two weeks where I could take a, a week off, or I don't have meetings and stuff already booked in, and there just weren't flights on those days. And so, mm-hmm. like, this is opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, you know, someone's offering to pay for you to go to Bali, yeah. and because they've just got these airpoints that are going to expire and flight credits and stuff, and I'm like, mate, I just like I can't make it work. There's these flights suck, or 
I'm going to lose a day there. I might only in, end up being there for four days. Is mm. it actually worth it? So I remember saying at the start of COVID, and I feel like this is kind of proved right at the moment, that I think people forgot that travel became such a, a normal thing and it was yeah. like so cheap and accessible and it was, you know, it was just like everyone could do it. And An I, entitlement almost. Yeah. And I said, people are going to get a rude shock on the other side where it's going to be like, well, actually only wealthier or richer people can afford mm. to travel. And I think it'll pass, but we're in that position now it where it's, yeah, where it is really expensive to go places and, you know, a lot of people just can't afford to do it. There's a lot of margin to make back up that was lost, eh? Yeah. Um, and not to mention, you know, all of this green tax shit that's fucking going on in the world and carbon bullshit that's like tacking on and, you know, they're all doing the right thing by paying their carbon tax or whatever the fuck it is. That yeah. Everything just gets jacked up with this stuff and it's going to cost a while until it all settles down and margins are restored and, you know, supply and demand evens out. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be expensive for a while. The other thing that makes it expensive is our shithouse currency. Um, You're really selling just, New Zealand at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's just been decimated over the last sort of, you know, even the couple of months it's been it's been smashed. Um, yeah, I saw someone work out what house prices had done if you price them in US dollars from the peak, and it's 36% down. Really? Yeah. So well, wow, so Zealand, if you had, you say, say you had 100, let's say a million dollars US, your... Purchasing power is like increased exponentially. Yeah, I'll, pu- I'll, gotcha. I'll pull up the little thing because I saved it. It's quite good. Because if um, you search people out there, if you search US dollar and have a look at the one year graph, it's gone from like a dollar forty four in October twenty twenty one to now one point seven one. So one US dollar is one point seven one Kiwi dollars, and a year ago it was one point four. Yeah. So if you flip that, if you flip that graph upside down, it looks like Bitcoin, mate. It's fucking. Yeah, <laughs> gone down. So, so I'm because I'm going to America next year, and I'm looking at this. And the reason I you know know a little bit about this is because my trip's getting more and more expensive. Yeah, because all the activities that we want to do are priced in US dollars. So every day I'm like to the lads, "Fuck, we when are you to, going? Uh, May next year. Yeah, it might be twenty percent more expensive than it is now. Yeah, which is scary. I'm like, boys, we either need to like cut back on what we're going to do, or we need to save more. Yeah, or we need to win on roulette when we get there. I'm not sure. So. It'd be interesting. We might not be having the bloody champagne in the bottom of the Grand Canyon. We might be just watching it on a virtual <laughs> fucking simulator. Yeah, this one here, it says, um, a $1 million New Zealand dollar house purchased at the property peak in Wellington when the New Zealand dollar, US dollar, was around 72 cents. Cost US dollar $720,000. With Wellington prices now down 19.3% from the peak and US dollar at 57 cents currently, that house is... Now costs four hundred and fifty nine thousand US dollars, a thirty six percent fall in US dollars already. Shit. So that's quite interesting, eh? Yeah. Pricing them in a different currency. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and I think that's what um a lot of people were doing with you know Bitcoin at one stage, right? Where people were when it was on the way up, people were going, "Well, my house is getting cheaper because I'm saving in Bitcoin." You know, if, if yeah. they wanted to buy a house, or yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, you've got to know when to get out. Um, the other thing, mate, I think that people. One thing that I did badly is that I booked all of my travel on a credit card mm-hmm. and or like a Q card, and I thought, well, then that's going to give me some time to pay it off. But I didn't pay it off until I got back. <laughs> yeah, you're meant to, though. Yeah. If you go down that road, you have to be disciplined to use these tools, eh? But I wasn't. You no. Know? And so no. I think you want to be careful. Like, yes, travel's good and whatnot, but 
is it worth going into debt for? Is it worth, you know, you're back a year ago and you're still paying off your fucking trip that you had 12 months ago? Mm. It's counterintuitive, but I, again, like, wasn't disciplined enough, wasn't smart enough, I couldn't save well enough. Like, I, I knew I should, but I just didn't. And I'm like, oh, well, I can always put it on this cue card. That's brilliant. I've got 12 months to pay it off. I've had the opposite feeling. So I paid for all of these trips that I'm going on up front. Well, some of them have actually been friends taking me or people have, you know, I've had opportunities come up where they're taking me and paying for it. But the ones that I have paid for is um, I paid for them a few months ago. Yeah. And paid for in full accommodation, you know, Formula One tickets, flights, the whole lot. And now I'm getting to the times to fly and I've made that money back. Wow, well done. And now I feel like, oh, I've got no expense. It's quite weird flying out and you've got no cost or, or yeah. credit card to pay or bill to pay. And that's good. It feels quite nice, you know? Yeah. The other thing that I think isn't spoken about well is that when Kiwis go on OEs, they forget that that's not reality. So the way that they're living their life in a two-year block is not, you're not going to live like that for the rest of your life. So yeah. people will go, oh, I had the most amazing time when I was traveling. It's like, well, you know shit because... That wasn't yeah. reality, right? Like, it's not actually how you're going to live your life. The amount of times that, like, back in the day that I heard, fuck, it was such a good time, but I just wish I bought my house before I left, or yeah. something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, because a lot of people were in the position where they could have at that time, and then obviously came back, and it's a different market, harder yeah, harder place to, to get into the market and things like that. So that's quite funny. I think if you're going away for a longer time and it's permanent and not a holiday, like it's a, it's a working trip or an OE or whatever... Just treat it like everything and, and sit down and make a plan. Like, what does it look like when you return? Yep. How yep. do you want it to look and, and can you achieve that? If not, what changes do you need to make? Yeah. And be grateful for the ability to actually be able to, like, go and do it right because it's so easy these days to not be present. And, I mean, I find it hard because when you're self-employed, you know, it's it's very hard to switch off or be like, hey, guys, like, I'm, I'm on leave. I can see you later. Because yeah, pe- well, as that much just as, doesn't exist. Yeah, you know, as much as people be like, oh, you know, that's good on you, they're like, oh, yeah, can you please answer my question? Yeah. You know, can you please solve this? <laughs> yeah. I've got a problem, you need to solve it for me. And it can be very hard to, like, sort of switch off or be present where you are, but I think it's a good, um, you know, thing for us to try and remember to actually, like, be grateful. And I try and, when I go, I try and sit there and be like, shit, this is pretty cool. You know, I'm mm. sitting on a beach in Australia or, like, wherever you are, but actually... Yep think about how cool it is that you can go and do that and you can fucking, you know, get in a plane. I don't even know how it works. Like, they take off and they stay in the air and they don't fall out of the sky. You know, like, someone <laughs> figured that out. Yeah. The Wright brothers figured it out, mate. Legends. <laughs> Legends. Yeah, like, someone had to figure that out. It's just amazing. Um, but, yeah, going back to the, like, the reality thing, I think that it. some people will come back and then they struggle because they they've been chasing that dopamine hit of how amazing their life is. Mm. Also, I think the funny thing when you go back to like a job where you've taken leave from and you think everyone wants to hear about your travel and everyone's basically like, oh, hey, you're back. Like, how did you go? And they're only asking to be nice. They don't actually fucking care about your, your 16 <laughs> stories you've got. Like, you know? It's, I don't uh, even think, is that even a thing anymore? It doesn't, like, you're talking to people online anyway, aren't you? While yeah. you're away. Like, we're all so in touch with each other. Yeah, watching it on Instagram. I've got mates in America who I've, talk to probably a few times a week wow. just like messaging you know yeah it's like they're sitting next to you at the office these days yeah but i think it's it's one of those things where if you want to travel you've got to just like you said before mikey like you've got to actually make a plan of how you're going to go about doing it right and mm. i think 
maybe gone are the days of oh 300 buck flight or 500 dollar flight or you know just expect to be able to go onto the Air New Zealand website or whatever and find a cheap flight I think uh, mate find a flight at all yes to be honest like I've been trying to do a few things next year I've got some more plans <clears throat> to go to Japan and Melbourne and stuff like that and getting the days you want isn't even a thing anymore you should be able to just pick the day you want and it'll give you seven options and you know what quality seat you wanted and all this shit now it's like sorry not available can you do next week yeah, so it's going to take a while for all of that stuff to rebalance, eh? And if you can find a way to travel, say you want to travel longer term and do it without debt and, and also earn while you're gone, like I think that's that's the hack, right, to make it like truly uh, more, not sustainable, but that you're not coming back and you're on the back foot. And I just did a podcast with Hamish from Yachties of New Zealand where he's figured out how to basically have an OE and travel the world mm. without any debt without qualifications as such. It's a seven-day course to go then work yeah, wow. on a super yacht. Yeah. I mean, that's been always been part of the attraction of being a flight attendant as well, right? Yeah. You know, like, even when the pay isn't um, really high, it's like, yeah, but you get this fucking lifestyle that people would dream of. Yeah. Um, and when you talk to flight attendants, it takes a certain type of person, but a lot of them just love it, eh? Yeah. I know, I know people that sort of lost their jobs in covid we talk to them now, they just can't wait to like get going again and you know, it's 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 in some people's blood. Yeah. yeah. Personally I wouldn't like to do that. I like having business and things in my mind, but you know, that's that's part of that attraction. It would be the same with the super yachts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think with travel, if you're thinking, Oh, I'm gonna leave New Zealand, I'm gonna go travel and it's gonna change my life and whatnot, like yeah, cool, like maybe it's gonna do that, but maybe have a think about why you're doing that and like you said before what does your life look like on the other side of that because mm. yeah you do learn a stack load and it opens your eyes to just the way that different communities and countries and economies operate which is all good and well um, but you've got to I think actually have some sort of plan of okay how am I gonna get back home and realize like okay now I've got to get back into the, the grind of life what do you want your life to look like or are you trying to are you trying to travel to escape the fact that you don't like the current setup of your life, like maybe that's what you need to change, not just, oh, I'll go travelling and that'll solve everything. Mm. Because unfortunately you might come back and it's basically, oh, you just get put straight back into what you've always done. The only other thing that I'd say, and I've had this happen a couple of times in my life, not many, but I'm like, go, 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 Christmas time, weekend, whatever, and then I've had a holiday, and even if it's for a week or 10 days or whatever, and the ones that I can remember are the ones where I had no phone, so that's probably helpful. Yeah. Um, but I've come back and I've been like, wow, fuck, I feel good. Like completely... Re-energized. Uh, yeah, or, it probably yeah. takes like a couple of days to turn the brain off and then get into whatever I'm doing on the holiday. Yeah, Most of the time it's fishing or something. Um, but yeah, coming back, like I think that's valuable because mm. I've done that. I've done that twice really good that I can remember just for a week. And I've gone on like a, a fishing holiday overseas or something and come back and just been like, oh, let's roll. Yeah. Like fully, like, like before I left, Wired. I was going good. Now I'm fucking on. <laughs> yeah. I, I I know a dude who swears by taking a week off every quarter, which I guess if you think about it, if you, most people get four weeks off annual leave in the country. Mm. So they take one week off every quarter oh, yeah. to re-energize and just keep it yeah nice and structured. And I thought that sort of makes sense. I get quite addicted to my work though, eh? So I'm yeah, like, when same. I'm on, I'm like, fuck, don't don't let this this snowball stop. Yeah, yeah, it's hard for me to do. 
yeah, it can be a challenging one. But yeah, I guess everyone travels for different reasons, right? And um, some people out there, I'd imagine, probably listening and they're like, fuck, you know, I can't even afford to do that. And hey, you know, that's, yeah, that that is the reality for a lot of Kiwis, I think. They probably just can't afford to go overseas and, and whatnot. And you've got to then, if you want to do that, you've got to make it an option for you somehow by figuring out how you can bring in some extra income or, you know, like just how you're actually going to be able to go and do it. Mm. Don't just quit on it and go, well, I'll never be able to afford to do that or that's only for rich people or whatever. Um, you know, we're trying to teach people to not l- give up on their dreams and their hopes and things like that. And you know, I, me- I never forget where I went to this meeting one weekend and the dude that was in this meeting was like, that's only the second time I've ever been over the Auckland Harbour Bridge. Wow. Yeah. And you think, holy shit. You know, for some people, that's their daily commute. For <laughs> uh, for this dude, he was like, wow, I've that's only the second time in my life. And he would have been in his 20s. He's like, my family, we just... We've never come over this part of Auckland. <laughs> and so he was just like blown away that he was in this meeting on the North Shore. And I think it's a good reminder that, you know, some of us will, oh, fuck, I've got to travel this week or I've got to go and do this or whatever, instead of being grateful for, holy shit, a lot of people would never get to do this. And it can become, I think, traveling around can become like a bit of a chore for some people, but. I always get a little bit of an excitement uh, when I get to go to the airport because I just use it as a reminder of, holy shit, like we can literally fly somewhere to reduce the time. Yeah, it's mean. Yeah, like what an invention. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's, if you, li- if you like the idea of it, just figure out a way to do so, mate. It's cool. Yeah, I uh, I get a lot of energy when I'm on the plane. I usually get my iPad out and uh, rip into my brain just starts going, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it does something for me when I get in the air. Rightio, mate, travelling. Anything else? No, nah, mate, just um, have fun at work next week, all you guys that are going to be at work, and I'll be <laughs> at the Formula One. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs>